0: So this evening, um, I'd like to share some reflections uh, on the theme of working with aversion and anger. And uh, yeah, I was. It's interesting. I. Uh, I was talking to somebody about this and saying, I don't know what to call this talk, and maybe I'll call it. I don't. I. I don't want to talk about aversion. There's something kind of appropriate about that somehow (laughs) Um, and yeah I think I was also reflecting today that I think talking about this feels a little risky or a little kind of I mean somehow I felt like I had to kind of find my courage to share this and part of my inspiration was your courage I thought, come on, Caroline. You know, <laughs> these guys are. There's so much courage. Come on, you know, join in with that. So, you know, honour of your courage, I offer some thoughts. I was also thinking, well, what would this relationship to aversion and anger? And I was thinking, well, that's quite interesting. My own conditioning, perhaps to be afraid of anger. And I'm afraid if I talk about it, I might make you angry with me. Not wanting to be too papancha and complicated here but you know it's kind of interesting it feels like maybe it's a for me anyway it's it's got a bit of that sense of a taboo or something or especially in the middle of a long silent retreat at the forest refuge you know really <laughs> not very polite <laughs> but perhaps that's not that's a bit of an english thing is it, to be polite <laughs> perhaps that's not such a thing over here um I've yet to discover, or see, perhaps you have your own version of that. Um, See me later, (laughs) if you have any thoughts on that. Um, But, you know, the, the, uh, so, so here we go. So very much this feels, I guess, like any reflections, work in progress. I don't, you know, I certainly don't, it's a sort of feeling like, there's more that I don't understand than I do, but there's something about this that for, for me, um, and maybe for us in our in our practice, maybe for you too, that, that is fairly important to understand and reflect on, be able to reflect on, investigate, and just want to offer a few ways. And I'm also calling on some of my esteemed colleagues to, to uh, bring in their wisdom as well. And really invite you, you know, this is kind of a... Feels like a well, big, difficult, complex kind of area, and just to to maybe might invite you actually to uh, to really listen with your you know ground and that uh, sense of spaciousness and interesting. Sometimes I think it's very interesting just to feel that sense of what it's like to sort of encounter this topic and. Um, and to, to let, to really, I really want to invite us to, to, um, yeah, kind of see, there's something I've been practicing, in you know, sort of my aversion to approaching the topic and the talk, and I was like, bringing real sensitivity and kindness and, and interest to that, this very basic, very, very, kind of basic human experience of, of aversion, you know, that, that is... That can be so so subtle, and yet so much so pervasive in our in our experience, and not seen. And it's it's a, a process, a dynamic, uh, a response, perhaps that when we when we can more and more deeply and broadly in our life, you know, understand it, feel it, know it for what it is, that this has great potential for uh, healing, for, for liberation, for, you know, for, for reducing the amount of suffering that we feel, that we inflict on others, or, you know, the, 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 the troubles <laughs> that generate out of that. And I know yeah on retreat you can you can you can theres opportunity sometimes isn't it to really you can really study and see some of the really basic levels or roots or you know beginnings or mechanisms of of this in a way where um you know in the busyness of our life and and the one thing after another kind of situation <laughs> we don't we don't get to It's harder for us to to see and to study that. So we're, in a way, perhaps we could see, you know, we're strengthening our capacities, our mindfulness, our our wisdom, our kindness, in order to more likely be able to uh, encounter these difficult energies, like aversion, anger, in ourselves, in others, in the world. And... So, so, just just for a moment, if we we just have that sense of,, uh, you know there, there can be calmness and sometimes, isn't there, a kind of sense of quietly abiding, you know, minding our own business, and then, bump <laughs> what happens? And you know, there's a a contact or something unpleasant. And I call this, this is kind of like the first, the first level, the first, this could be a thought or a sight or a sound or, you know, any, any uh, physical sensation in the body. And what, what happens? And, you know, I'm talking about Vade in it and how you know when mindfulness is really strong you can you will know this you know there can be that experience there's just the poof you know something something is felt as unpleasant and then it just arises and passes and there's no uh, there's no event there's no repercussion you know there's no um uh there's no sort of result in a, in a way there there's there's nothing that's been fed there's nothing underlying that that's kind of been reinforced in terms of aversion so then but then the second so this maybe the second level the secondary action is the one where again as human beings as sentient beings it's very natural in us isn't it really natural i think that's so important and helpful to to kind of emphasize that 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 we are kind of conditioned and you know hardwired almost to, to 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 kind of react to respond to the unpleasant. You know that must be a very feels like a very core sort of sentient sort of uh, yeah dynamic. So then that so so we might call that a basic movement away or it shouldn't or something wrong yeah or i've been practicing with this recently it's the oh no moment <laughs> or the oh dear moment <laughs> so this is this is dukkha isn't it really you're in that territory of something some very slight separation friction me and it happening yeah sensation in the body oh whatever it is um and and to to really, I, I feel like again on on in retreat practice, there's this really very important opportunity to see that separating happening. You know, when when can can you you know you can actually you can actually start to notice that, you know, this contact and then this movement. Ah, shouldn't don't want, and it can be it can be so subtle. But the point being, if we don't catch it, if we don't see it, it can become just the beginning of a, you know, sort of, isn't it, a process, a proliferative process, emotional um, reactivity and thoughts and into speech and behaviours, so that these very, 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 in a way, subtle, small, kind of, can, through repetition and through not being seen, through not being... um, Recognized and yeah, uh, understood and, and 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 been aware of, then our 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 life, our behaviour can be just driven by what I'm calling a sort of tertiary or the third layer of reactivity, which I just want to touch on before I get more into the anger bit, but to me this, this feels very, because isn't it often that the, these sort of aversive, or I call them okay, so th- sort of four different sort of emotional responses, so say, you know, you have a pain in the body, I mean, I was like, no, um, ah, you know, oh, oh sad, like, oh no, oh, this is always happens to me, or, Oh, I just can't sit for five minutes without something hurting. Or, I know, kind of going for gross examples, but or that 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 subtle physical tension, you know, just oh, I'm never going to be rid of this. And can you hear? There's a, there's a kind of I'm I'm calling it this kind of kind of sad group where our our there's this third sort of you know unpleasant dukkha and then this third reaction which is oh, sag, sink. Oh, this is always happens to me. Does anybody else know this? Am I the only one? <laughs> Wilt, <laughs> deflate, mm-hmm. um, give up, right? So there. Can we know that? And that's that's part of the part of the point of, of I think these reflections is like ah. <laughs> So, you then it's, oh, look at that. And, and as we maintain our practice and we sit and walk and we stay sitting up like we don't do that, you know, if you, if, if you stay upright, you can feel it. You did, yeah? The emotional kind of like wilt curling up, kind of. If you do that physically, if you go and just wilt, which is fine, I mean, sometimes we all need to go and wilt. They don't want to banish wilting um, <laughs> it happens, perhaps sometimes that's a skillful thing to do, who knows you in the moment yes um, but yes perhaps you, know, you know what I mean It's like you maintain your sense of your posture and your your walk in you can f- so you can actually feel that that emotional movement. One teacher I was reading. Um, about all this is was this you know can we bear something like can we bear to um, understand or to, to 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 actually know our emotional or our our, uh, our emotional responses to aversion that's not what he said it's something something much better than that but can we bear to investigate the way the ways we turn away from our experience uh, it's maybe the sinking doesn't feel like a turning away, but it is. It is, and and I think I don't know about you, but certainly earlier in my life, I think depression was very. It was it was a a lot of how I responded to what was you know this wrong. And it's still there, but it's got you know practices <laughs> some effect on that. Thank goodness. So the second the second set of of or the second kind of this emotional, so we're in the third the something wrong, to try to think of a different example um a sound sound like a oh, I don't know, just any sound you might I remember I was here on retreat, and they were they were um they were m- replacing the roof tiles, and so there was all this banging on the roof. That was great. That was really good practice. <laughs> it was, <laughs> was quite fun. So, um, interestingly, again, see what the patterns in the mind are. One of the things that really got me in this, in this tertiary level was anxiety. So, the guy was going to fall off the roof. So interesting. Yeah? <laughs> Who knows? It just to say, oh no, somebody and so glad he was mending the roof and doing it so beautifully with such skill and so you know. But then this kind of that thought of, oh no, you know, dear, hope it doesn't fall off. And then this kind of this this is the anxious, or the, you know, the bit where you you know you have a twinge in your in your body, and immediately. You, 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 you're absolutely terrified of dying. Can't that happen really quickly? I mean, I don't know. Again, is it only me? <laughs> <laughs> Never is only, only you, is it? It's like <laughs> but isn't that incredible? It's just amazing. It's like, wow. And of course, it's true. You know, you are going to die. But probably not right now. Maybe. But just to see that okay, contact, and that's how quickly does that happen yeah. and again, can we can we know they like, can not judge, not not tighten up against, but also you know, ah, this is what happens, this is aversion, this is and if we can if we can meet that anxiety, isn't it, I know I've been mean, talking to people and This is a key place or point, isn't it, of practice. Ah, the whole thing can um, sort of shift out of something that's gonna, or has been, or (laughs) cycling around, you know, to ah, mindfulness, investigation, leading onward to liberation it's it's the same experience but if we can if we can see that if we can have real yeah and compassion and a sense of the you know universal nature of this possibly that helps uh, so interesting anyway that that whole thing of shouldn't shouldn't feel this don't want to all kind of uh, any unpleasant moment just can become another loop of, okay, shouldn't f- have unpleasant contact, right? Uh, then I shouldn't not want it. And then I shouldn't feel anxious about it. <laughs> oh, dear me. a <laughs> tangled web we weave. So the third sort of area of, of reactivity, I think it's really helpful to name, is this something unpleasant happens, you know, whatever it is, you might think of something uh, specific. i um, just trying to think of something else. Um, mm, well, very, very small thing. Um, and one, uh, plug one of the sockets in the plug doesn't work and then I'm like, oh, what should I do? Should I tell someone or should I, I don't want to bother anybody, but maybe I should, maybe it's dangerous, or well, I don't know. Who should I tell? I'm not sure, should I tell that person or that person? Yeah, you get the idea and this is a kind of very, very simple example, but that sense of, oh, unsure, don't, don't know what to do, you know, this, that, it's kind of doubt, really. It's a doubt and I, I think that's... Again, it's so helpful to kind of oh just recognize that, okay, and the last one, which is one i what I want to spend the rest of the talk on is um the area of irritation, and the whole range of of that experience of 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 you know unpleasant contact shouldn't be happening, and then. The, this this more developed sense of annoyance irritation you know and and then the whole range the the intensity the 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 anger rage and hatred so so how can how can we um practice with this experience where sometimes you know we haven't caught it at contact it's it's developed, and that's again, okay, that's what happens. Um, how can I use this situation, this experience, this, uh, this, uh, ic- this experience of irritation or anger or hatred even, as an opportunity to learn and grow? And, and that's really what the rest of the talk is is kind of about um and we'll see how we how we get on there's kind of kind of a lot of things i want to cover but i wanted to begin with this basic movement of aversion partly because again maybe when we're on retreat we 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 have an opportunity to inquire and investigate in a bit more detail but i also know from my own experience that you know, anger, quite strong anger can can arise on retreat, and again, I am sure I am not the only one. I can't, I can't, I really can't be the only one. And, you know, partly because, isn't it, you're so sensitive and the littlest thing can just like really fire off something, and you think, what on earth is going on? But then you get to study in glorious technicolor, you know, this, this rage about, so once I was on retreat at Guy House and uh, one of the coordinators, who was a volunteer staff person there, had the effrontery to not wear their apron in the kitchen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was outraged, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> and it was just extraordinary to see that, you know, and to see... But, you know, and there was all this self-righteous Again, no, he should be wearing an apron, you know. It's the rules and (laughs) it's health and safety and who does he think he is and this whole sort of constellation of self and other. You know, I'm right, he's wrong and he's that kind of person who doesn't wear the apron, which made it even worse. There's all kinds of other ways that he's, (laughs) you get the idea, and so I know on retreat that these things happen, and, and, and if they do arise, they're, ju- they're just, and you can, you know, cause it's so memorable. Um, one of the things that's memorable about it is I really blew it. You know, I, I did not practice totally skillfully with it. You <laughs> know, at one point, I actually, you know, I spoke to him in the kitchen, which you're not meant to do, are you? On retreat, you're in silence. And I, I just blurted out, you should be wearing an apron. <laughs> And he just stopped and looked at me and said, You're supposed to be in silence. <laughs> 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 it wasn't funny at the time, I tell you. And then later on I had the opportunity to talk to him and we were reconciled, fortunately. But you know, I mean, what what on earth is that about? I don't know, what on earth is that about? So, you know, partly isn't it, it's just this wow, there's some conditioning there. There's something being triggered, isn't there? In that sense, this that is not really about the apron, is it? You know, <laughs> what's this really about? But, you know, and, and one of the reasons why I maybe I feel like it's so important to talk about this this kind of stuff is that, I don't know about you, but I know and because I have I mean, I one of my nicknames is the malcontent. So, see aversive tendencies here, different kinds. But one of the reasons why I think it's so important is that my sense is that when I have really felt very angry or you know irritated of going through all this, that it doesn't it, and actually hatred as well. We'll come onto that one. That it doesn't it. It can be the ground of such a great amount of compassion and understanding. empathy for other people. Because you see the most, sometimes, devastatingly, unskillful, destructive behavior. And I feel that that knowing one's own destructiveness, you know, those capacities, those uh, potentials, it's, you know, I can't I can't condemn and judge that person, or at least, at least often I can't. occasionally I do, but because I have such a strong sense that that's me, I you know, or that, that's, that's, that's in here as well, and I haven't perhaps done that bad, but that uh, their potential is there. I am not different. The difference is I'm really interested in understanding it and working with it and not acting it out. Uh, but still sometimes like, you know, I I can I can it can come out. Let's see. So basic um basic principle is just to keep in mind I've 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 be, I've just keep coming back to it. Is the the principle of um, hatred never ceasing through hatred, but it only ceases through love. This is an eternal law. Then this, in the Buddha speaks about this in the, in the in the Dhammapada. This and and that to me is the kind of basic principle that I want to understand more. I want to that I want to explore, I want it to inform more and more of my life, you know. And the basic guideline I would suggest with this is a basic guideline that, that certainly has helped me, is not to act out of the intent to hurt or harm. This is our ethical sort of restraint And I don't know about you, but I have been in situations where I have felt extremely tempted to, to at least verbally and occasionally physically, to lash out. And this practice, these precepts have saved me several times from doing or saying things that I know would have made a situation worse. And so I I feel like this element of restraint, and and is absolutely crucial. It it's may we may, may not need it very often, but when we need it, we need it. And and if you haven't practiced, if you haven't really taken the precepts to heart, you know you you'll 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 it'll it'll you know it won't be held because. There's, there can be so much energy, and part of the reason i 'm giving this talk is that in the last year, because of a certain event and i won 't go into all the detail, but a whole lot of anger and hatred came to the surface in me that was quite shocking and so part of part of of this is is, is a desire to to kind of i don 't know encourage us to um, see it all as workable as part of our practice partly because I think I don't know for many of us there can be a tendency to swing so if we're not acting it out which we're you know we're generally not in this I and mean, it's, it's a kind of maybe that's a presumptuous thing to say but in this sort of situation you know community where are Pretty committed, I, I, you know, to not acting out. But but we can go the other we can go the other way and repress or deny, yeah. Or you know that all that whole arena of things. And I think what happened to me was a bit the Pandora's box thing. That something happened and the thing, and it was like whoa, <laughs> this came out. It came up, and restraint was crucial. Was crucial. Several times, and another thing that was crucial that I wanted to talk about a little bit um, in relation to, to practicing with this here, and, and maybe particularly in, in 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 daily life, but here as well, it's what the Buddha would sometimes refer to as wise friends and suitable conversation comes up in one area where he's talking about the hindrances. Of course, anger and aversion is sort of part of that. Um, And the one that comes up in every single, with every single hindrance is wise friends and suitable conversation. And I I thought of several different examples, not just this recent one, but earlier in my life, where it has been other people who, again, as respected friends, Kalyanamitta, people who have... I've, I've been able to, to draw from their strength and their wisdom and their advocation of restraint. When my own commitment and clarity was, was weak, you know, I was, was, uh, was not very clear. So sometimes, you know, the way we really need other people around this, I remember a long time ago when I was young, I was young once, <laughs> amazing to think and I had a particularly nasty relationship breakup, and I was fuming, and I wanted revenge. And I was close to doing something completely ridiculous, which was to publish uh, something in a newspaper, (laughs) saying how awful this person was. (laughs) You know, again, it's like, we get a bit crazy, don't we? We do, we can get a bit crazy. And a very dear friend, or a mentor, actually somebody who was a teacher—not a Buddhist teacher, but another kind of teacher, came to visit me once in my flat, you know. And I was doing the whole range; I was, you know, sobbing and raging and terrified, and the whole thing. And and she, you know, the one thing that she said that I, rem- I really made an impact, and I've always remembered and been grateful to her for was, she said, "Keep your dignity." And there was something about that that just got through the whole kind of mess. Keep your dignity. And you know, it was really amazing. And uh, I, I, for a while it was kind of like a beacon. Or a kind of, you know, maybe you have those things in your own process when it gets a bit crazy in different ways. Things like touchstones and little beacons of, that you can remember and kind of keep you going through it. Um, I also feel very indebted to friends who have provided me, together we've made a space where I could express some of the disappointment, the rage, the anger, in a safe way, both because I knew that was not the end of the story. That felt to me very important, that I, I could express things that sounded awful, but it was okay because I knew and my friend knew this is not the end of the story. This is an attempt to, to relate compassionately, relate clearly to, to what is actually happening. And then another friend did this, did this sort of similar thing and was able to feed back to me really helpfully that although I was, you know, kind of spewing all this rather nasty stuff, she could hear that, I, that it was coming from a place of love and a desire to get past it you know, and a desire for that not to be the end of the story, but somehow that, well, I wouldn't say it had to happen, it just it just happened, but I could really feel that there was a skillfulness there, and that part of that was my own intention from practice, and also part of it was the other person's, because sometimes that kind of expression, I think, is not skillful, it can be, you know, the opposite, unhelpful. So, I wanted to read you something um, I read from on Sharon, by Sharon, Sharon Salzberg, on this. So she said, Forgiveness is a grieving process that often includes the expression and release of negative emotions, especially disappointment and anger. So I find that so helpful because it, it's... Like there may be, you know, there may be forgiveness, but sometimes it's it's a process. includes Yeah, it's it's not it's it's messy. It's it's uh, it's difficult, and it includes uh, difficult emotions. Anyway, much 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 more. Um, that maybe I'll move on. So let's see. Um, hmm. Hmm. Um, so mindfulness, we're already kind of touching on that, this knowing, but another really key areas, I guess that's kind of what we're doing as well is, is, is investigating. So we, Im- we can investigate, we can actually, um, yeah, ask questions we can we can look into our experience of of irritation of anger of the whole this 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 range and and um i think i think this is so helpful again one of the reasons is because if you investigate something you're not pushing it away (laughs) so it's it's kind of a it's kind of in, a, in some ways a neat shift from it can help you to unhook from that, you know, aversion to the aversion or being angry about anger. Are you again this approach quality of, of coming towards? And I, I made a list of a lot, a lot of wonderful questions, and I just want to share some of them with you. And one, one group which um, I'll just share with you now is from Jack Kornfield's book, What The Wise Heart. So I just want to go through these six points, and I'll just pause a little bit after each one so you can kind of get a sense and just see, you know, you might want to have something in your mind, a particular situation or person or something, or or not, just, just listen. Um, Okay, so this is the first question he suggests is, or general inquiry, but notice how often states of anger arise in your life, I and mean, that could be a great one on retreat. If I just translate it for a moment, just maybe give one day to notice you know, to actually notice the arising of, of aversion. Where you could choose which word or which area of that you want to look at would be so interesting. Um, but yeah, to, to, you know, in your life, maybe to look at the different ways that manifests in different areas of our life, or different relationships, or different parts of our own being, different, different aspects of our experience, or, you know, different situations what, that you sort of trigger, trigger things. So he says, notice its many forms. Yeah. And then sense how it affects the body. and yeah be be aware of stories views and beliefs and that's you know that sense of can i can i actually pick up on what the storyline the thoughts are that are because it's, it's, my sense is that aversive reactivity once it gets going there's always that emotion is always connected, it's always somehow being fed, it's cycling, it's, it's being supported by a thought or a particular group of thoughts. And he says, notice, and this I think is really, really helpful, notice what is behind the anger, what is the hurt or fear. So sometimes when we're angry or, again, a lot of this can work as we, also present with other people and 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 their anger to really listen for to, to tune into the the hurt that's kind of in there or under there or kind of behind that so can really can really shift experience or situations, listening, listening for that. I mean, another great teaching in this area, So I'm jumping away from this a bit, is nonviolent violent communication. So I just wanted to name that because I think that's a wonderful training in this area, of a training that can really help us to be able to to name our feelings and needs and also to uh, to listen, to elicit and, lis- and listen to those of others, which I think is is so often what is 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 keeping anger going, is when those things are not being addressed, are not being heard, uh, are not being, um, yeah, acknowledged. So the fifth one is acknowledge your vulnerability. You know, perhaps that's, again, that way that maybe anger is often actually related with fear. Have you ever noticed that? It happened to me on my bike actually just the other day that a car came a little bit too close to me I, was, I felt too close and I could really feel that very intimate moment of fear and anger sort of almost like rising together or very you know the fear of being knocked off my bike and then anger at the driver not giving me enough space that I was so that was so clear how the two things were so intimately related, and then the last one is: imagine how you might communicate about this with respect and care. So again, this when we when we can actually uh, communicate um, in a way which is um, yeah honouring perhaps some part of the anger or sometimes, you know, another question which felt really important to include in this talk was something about, that I learned from Donald Rothberg about respecting the, that there can be a sense, there can be wisdom or there can be what he calls, um, moral clarity in, in this experience, like, and to separate that out, is there something actually here which is, which is activating, um, the heart and the mind in a way which actually is pointing to something that needs our attention, that actually needs our care, that actually it's a, something that needs some action, yeah, or something we need to stop doing, or, um, challenge. And I think that's really, um, that, that's something I, yeah, I don't feel completely clear about because my sense of my experience is that the people who I most admire who are out in the world or who, who are very, you know, who are active, who who are challenging injustice, who are engaging in different ways, that that the ones that I see who are, in a way, the most effective, and again it's for your own inquiry are, are not actually acting from anger that they're acting from com- compassion and actually from a very almost like a, the courage to to really really see the truth of something in a, in a very in a very complete sort of way so I, I, and that's a link that some people make, and I, I, I I'm not sure about, I'm not sure about, I'm not sure that's a helpful, helpful link. I think about a Quaker activist I know called George Lakey, who I admire tremendously. And he is so calm and so um, just amazing when he, now I've heard stories of him engaging, you know, with, in very difficult situations and, and being able to, and being able to um, speak truth to power, to use a, a Quaker term, but without anger, actually without anger. So I wanted to read you something that Aung San Su Chi, the great um, Burmese leader, said um, in about sort of in this in relation to this. She said. It is from hardship rather than ease that we gather wisdom. We need to develop the capacity to draw strength from our hardships, to ignite the thunder flame of our own heart and let it illuminate the stormy night. Isn't that beautiful? So, So to me that kind of goes back to the earlier part of the talk where it's about, you know, something is wrong, yeah? What happens next? You know, what happens next? Do we get caught in cycles of despair and, and fear and outrage and anger? Or do we allow our hardships, you know, to, to, um, yeah, I should just say what she says again, that we draw strength from our hardships and that it ignites the thunder flame of our own heart. So it can illuminate the stormy night. And to me, yeah, some, isn't that beautiful? It's some, and I, I don't know if you can sense that, but it, it, this is, then there's a power, there's a fierceness, there's a, you know, there's a capacity to act, there's a strengthening. And this is, this is, yeah, from how we meet what's difficult. Hmm. So, yes. Hmm. So, more could be said, but maybe I'll just, the last little bit is this sense that if we can practice, if we can explore, if we can investigate, if we can somehow embrace or relate with, learn the skillfulness of of relating with these difficult, difficult emotions of, of anger, of hatred, of irritation. Um, they, they, as energies, as human, I don't know, heart-mind energies, there's so much potential. There's so much potential there for healing, for liberation, and for a kind of release of energy, so that then it's more available for you know, living, for happiness, for yeah, compassionate action. So, just two two quotes from two other teachers to share with you about about this point. So. Sometimes our conditioning is, uh, again, on the side of repression. So Harriet Lerner, who wrote a wonderful book about anger called The Dance of Anger, she talks about the conditioning that, that maybe is there for many women, but I, I think, you know, I would want to op- you know, open that up and this may be conditioning that affects many people for different reasons. But this conditioning that we must not see clearly, think precisely, or remember freely. Yeah? And that the amount of creative, intellectual, and sexual energy that is trapped by the need to repress anger and remain unaware of its sources is incalculable. So. So i hope, I'm not sure that's clear, but there's a loss of energy there's a loss of life there's a kind of sense of if we if we if we do if we if we don't relate to somehow relate with skillfully this anger where there's a lot of our life energy that's going to be kind of lost to us so I don't know if that makes any sense to you and another another one of my teaching colleagues um, in Europe, Martin Aylward, he 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 says something which to me again points to this kind of uh, the energy that we are, or as a human being, this this mind body energy, that when it's um, yeah, when it's when we when it's unblocked when it's free from constriction when our you know when our karmic knots of various kinds are are released there is this uh yeah there there's um a lot of that those energies are transmuted into something beautiful something um wholesome so he says When it stops being about me, the the anger is, we are left with something elemental. And the dynamism of anger refines into strength, clarity, steadiness and fearlessness. And cold hate refines into pristine stillness, silence, depth and refuge. So, yeah, so I'd like to thank you for um, being present with this sharing and, yeah, may we, may we relate to all that we are, all of our mind and heart with wisdom and care and so that we can learn more and more how to live with ease with joy and with compassion okay, so thank you for your attention. So let's chant the sharing of the blessings together.